my friends, and welcome to another Cup of Joe podcast on this Friday, December the 1st. And wherever you are, whenever you are listening to this, I wish you God's grace, I wish you God's life, I wish you God's goodness. As always, especially those who have been with me for a while, I am so grateful that you trust me enough to help uh, partner with you as we open uh, the Word of God. And uh, for those who are new, it is so good to have you. I am a lay Catholic minister, uh, over 30 years of ministry experience, uh, you know, masters and all those things. And uh, anyway, I do a weekly podcast. And of course, my name is Joe, hence the name of the podcast. You know, I don't even drink coffee, as a matter of fact. Uh, But every week, usually by Friday morning, I like to drop the readings for the coming weekend that we're going to hear. Sometimes it's just the gospel. Sometimes it's the first reading in the gospel. On rare occasions, it's the second reading or a different one. Um, But uh, it invites us, at least my attempt is, to hear the word of God in our cars, uh, on our walks, uh, whenever it is that we listen to this, before we hear it when we are within the liturgy itself. And I take them from the common lectionary. So if you are a Methodist sister or brother listening to this, if you are a Lutheran sister or brother, United Church Christ, you are going to hear the same readings. Maybe a slightly bit different translation, but the same readings. And so uh, generally I read out of the New American Translation, which is what we will hear today as well. So again, so grateful. Um, As always, we're going to dive in here now. Our first reading, if you want to read along with, first one's going to be a little difficult because it jumps from Isaiah 63 to Isaiah 64, takes some turns and, and, you know, draws back and does all kinds of crazy things. So really just know our first reading is Isaiah 63 and 64, various verses within it, okay? Um, And then our gospel because we are now in year B, right? We're starting a new liturgical year. Uh, We are in Mark's gospel. Mark chapter 13, verses 33 to 37. More on that on the other side of uh, of the readings. But however it is that you prepare to hear the word of God, I invite you at this time to do that, my friends. Uh, Open yourself in whatever way, uh, or prepare yourself in whatever way that that spirit can come and find a home within you, within your heart, within your head, within your very being, uh, and make, help make this word come alive. And so, my friends, let's break open God's word together. A reading from the book of the prophet Isaiah. You, Lord, are our Father. Our Redeemer, you are named forever. Why do you let us wander, O Lord, from your ways and harden our hearts so that we fear you not? Return for the sake of your servants, the tribes of your heritage. Oh, that you would rend the heavens and come down with the mountains quaking before you while you wrought awesome deeds we could not hope for, such as they had not heard of from of old. No ear has ever heard, no eye ever seen, but any God but you, doing such deeds for those who wait for them. Would that you might meet us doing right, 
that we were mindful of you in our ways. Behold, you are angry and we are sinful. All of us have become like unclean people. All our good deeds are like polluted rags. We have all withered like leaves and our guilt carried us away like the wind. There is none who calls upon your name, who rouses themselves to cling to you, for you have hidden your face from us and have delivered us up to our guilt. Yet, O Lord, you are our Father. We are the clay and you the potter. We are all the work of your hands. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. For those new, shoot, for those of us not new, again, what I invite us to do, if there was something within that, that last line, you know, you are the potter, we are the clay, we are the work of your hands. If that struck you, if that was what really made you come alive within that first reading, sit with that. Allow God the Spirit of God, to speak to you through those words, through those images, through that idea, whatever that is. Maybe it was something different, that idea that, uh, you know, polluted rags or, or whatever it is. There was all kinds of good things in there. But allow God to come to you in whatever way God decides. And then let God speak to you through pondering and holding that word close. And now, let's do the same with the gospel, shall we? A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Mark. Jesus said to his disciples, Be watchful, be alert. You do not know when the time will come. It is like a man traveling abroad. He leaves home and places his servants in charge, each with their own work, and orders the gatekeeper to be on the watch. Watch, therefore. You do not know when the Lord of the house is coming whether in the evening or at midnight or at cockcrow or in the morning. May he not come suddenly and find you sleeping. What I say to you, I say to all, watch. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Now, I mentioned that we are beginning a new liturgical year, right? Well, we start that year and For those who listened last week, of course, you know where I'm going, but we start a new liturgical year every year with the season of Advent. And these readings that we just heard are for that first uh, week, that first Sunday in Advent. Kind of a weird year this year. Advent starts a little later. It's as, as late as it can be. Because if you think in your head, okay, the first week of Advent is December 3rd, right? The first Sunday. Which means the second is the 10th, the third is the 17th, and the fourth isn't even a week. It's really kind of a mm, 10-ish hours, you know, maybe. Uh, less than 24, anyway, if, if you say Advent begins on the Saturday night at sundown, I guess it is 24. Um, because, effectively, the fourth Sunday of Advent is the 24th of December. And we'd have our Christmas Eve Masses that very evening. Very odd one. And it's going to put me in a, in a bind when we get there three weeks from now to figure out which readings am I really going to read on that, uh, on that day. And I'm not sure yet, so we'll see. But um, 
so Advent, of course, is that time of preparation, right? We enter into this new liturgical year. Uh, we were on uh, year A. There are three year. It's a three-year cycle that we do on Sundays anyway, uh, with the first year, year A, being Matthew. Year B, which we just entered into today, being Mark, which is why we heard out of Mark today. Year C, being Luke. And then we go back and forth. And you might think, well, poor John, man. Why doesn't he? John fills in. John's gospel is... It's not the shortest. That that belongs to Mark. But, uh, gosh, God, John just has such marvelous stories, but lengthy. Often we'll, we'll fill those in. In fact, even um, in Mark's, you know, in Lent, we may hear them and, and some special feast days and things like that. So don't worry. John is represented, okay? Just in case you were worried about that. Um, Advent, let's talk a little bit about that. And I don't want to talk too long because I really just want us to, to get to the Word and say, okay, what is this inviting us to? But brothers and sisters, I guess a few words on Advent because I, I don't want to presume this and I don't want to patronize or, or really say this in a condescending way, but it can be easy to fall into that idea that we are kind of play acting. Now, what do I mean by that? I mean that we are using these four weeks of Advent to hear the um, lamentations, as it were, the cries of the Hebrew people calling for God to rend the heavens, right? Didn't we just hear Isaiah say that? Oh, would you rend the heavens and come down? No God has done any works like you've done. You know, and then we know, we know the answer to that, that God does rend the heavens and come down. And so we hear the lamentations and the cries of the Hebrew people. And we, and we you know, kind of get in communion with them and we think, oh, oh, if only God would do that. Uh, and then, in a sense, four weeks from now, we act surprised. Not really. I mean, but we're like, oh, yay, God did do that. And, and it's wonderful. And in a sense, we use Advent um, as that building up time in order to celebrate Christmas, which is an event that's already taken place 2,000 years ago. So we celebrate really a birthday, the birthday of Jesus. And isn't that wonderful that God did rend the heavens and all this happened and how good God is. Now, in one sense, that is exactly right. And that is exactly an okay thing to do because we need to be brothers and sisters, people of memory, right? We need to remember the works of God. Why? In order to believe and profess and proclaim that those works indeed continue to happen today. How do we know that? Because they happened before. And because we place our trust that they will happen again and they are happening now. That is the Advent I invite you and I into this year. Is not an Advent of old and just listening to the lamentations and cries and the, and the desires and hopes and, and fears and, and dreams of the, the Hebrew people. But it's to take on their heart and say, what are the desires and fears and hopes and, and what are my lamentations and cries for right now in our world today that I think God has forgotten about, that I think God is not a part of, and oh, if God would only rend the heavens and come down and be a part of these situations, right? That's an effective advent. Because that joins in not just a memory of the past, of what the Hebrew people did, and then we celebrate what God ultimately did, but it invites God into the present and invites us into the very action and lamentations and hopes, hopes 
not fuzzy optimism, hopes that God continues and, and to do and will do with the situations happening within our world where we just as much need God to rend the heavens. What would some of those be like? Brothers and sisters, it's kind of like we talked about, I don't know, if it was last week or two weeks ago, forgive me, I didn't, I didn't go back and look at it. But how do we allow ourselves to not only see the situations going on around us in the world or in our world? It can be microscopic, it can be, you know, particular to us, or it can be universal to the whole world. But how do we allow ourselves not only to see it, but our hearts to be moved? And then, of course, I talked about how our, our, our guts, our courage, our, our action can be instituted as well, right? Isn't that the third step? It is. But how can we allow Advent to begin to move us in those ways? What is going on in our world? Let's just universally. How do we invite and ask God and, and mourn what is happening in Gaza? And, and what happened on October 7th to our Israeli brothers and sisters? I mean, it is, it is a tragic, it is a tragedy on both sides. Absolutely. How do we allow ourselves um, to, to be moved within that and ask God, God, if only you would rend. You say you are the Prince of Peace. God, I am imploring you to remember who you are and to rend the heavens and come down in this situation. And as I say this, it is, I'm recording this on Thursday night, on November 30th, and we are in the midst of that tentative, what, sixth day now of a truce? I mean, my gosh, how wonderful that is. And in a sense, we see the action of God, whether that is through the Israeli people and, and, and the Palestinian people coming together through the people in Qatar and, and whatever who are brokering this or through Anthony Blinken working, you know, over there, whoever that is and however it is, we, you know what, God can and will work through any and everybody. And we praise God for that, but Lord, we know it is tentative and it is on a knife's edge and we ask that you would rend the heavens and come down in that situation. That you would rend the heavens of, uh, of um, uh, Vladimir Zelensky and, and Vladimir Putin or whoever it is that helps make those calls up in Ukraine or, or the situation in Myanmar or the situation in Africa and those multiple civil wars that are taking place there or the situations not only on the, uh, again, I'm just using, you could say Joel is retired tropes, you use them all the time, sorry, my, I'm just not that creative. You know, we could say not only on the on the southern border of the United States, we could say, what is going on in Honduras? What is going on in Nicaragua? What is going on in El Salvador? That they are feeling a need, these peoples, to come forward. How do we ask God to rend the heavens, to to make a just society there? I mean, I, I again, how do we involve ourselves? The first thing is, how do we see that? How do we see it? We can't do everything, but how do we see it? How do we see it within our families? How do we see it within our communities? And the hurt that is going on in our schools, the hurt that is going on in, in, uh, in the, the neighbor's house next door, and, and the other side of town, or, or in our LGBT plus community, or in our people of color, or in, in people that have been pushed aside uh, in a lower economic class, or whatever it is, brothers and sisters, I'm not trying to, to play favorites on anybody. 
You know, if Jesus did indeed come to be with those who were on the outside, it is probably only because the people on the outside were just outside enough to say, hey, we could use you on our side. It's kind of like we talked about last week. Stay on my right hand because I need you close to me. You know? But it is the, it is the sleek and the strong that get destroyed because we don't see a need. Brothers and sisters, our God, our God waits to rend our lives and to, and to invite us to see. There is no God but the, the God like this one. No ear has ever heard, no eye has ever seen any God but you doing such deeds for those who wait. There is nothing happening within our world that cannot be redeemed. But brothers and sisters, we need to, to agonize with and invite God to be a part of and then do what the gospel invites us to, right? To watch, to watch so we can name the action of God and, and praise and thank God for God's action when it happens. And when and if God invites us to be a part of that action, we have the courage to say yes, right? Because God isn't going to do magic. That's not what this is about. It is about us, didn't he say that in the gospel, watching. And, and when this person, this, this uh, sorry, I'm going to go back to the gospel here. Be watchful, be alert. You do not know when the time, when, when you do not know when the time will come. It is like a man, woman, whoever traveling abroad. They leave their home and place their servants in charge, each with their own work. I don't know what your work is. I don't, I, I don't know what my work is sometimes. But, brothers and sisters, I do know we have been given a work in part of this um, bringing God's life to birth now. Now, it's all God's work. We just simply have to say yes so God can use us through which God will come. Listen, if God can use whatever leaders over in, in Israel and, and Palestine are happening right now and, and Qatar and, and maybe even up in, in Ukraine or wherever, if God can use them, why can't God use you? God will. God will. Advent is not just looking at the past. It's looking at the now. And it is inviting ourselves to watch, to ask, to rend, to lament, and, and, and then to name it when it's happening. To name the action of God because God continues to still be present and alive and, and come into our world unbidden, unbidden, in places that we would never expect Never. want to finish by quoting Alice Camille, uh, one of the books that I use to prepare when I do this. It said this beautifully in her last um, two sentences. And it's kind of what I've tried to say, and she says it in two sentences, what I've tried to say for the last 10 minutes, but really, here it is. If we focus our gaze behind us, we may miss the signs of the kingdom being born where we stand. And we may miss the chance to be a sign of the kingdom for others. That's it, isn't it? The kingdom is being born. 
God continues to be stronger than anything that's going on out there. We are not a people of, as I said, excuse the, the phrase, fuzzy optimism. We are people of hope, joyful hope. That the God who has, because it's important that we remember, the God who has overcome all those things which seemingly were insurmountable in the past, that mountain that really did get up and throw itself into the sea, the God who has overcome all those will and can continue to do it now. But only um, if we watch and only if we allow this God to work in and among us. Blessed Advent, blessed New Year to all of you, my friends. Let's pray. So we begin in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. The first luminous mystery. And again, I said that we'll, we'll go back to joyful here shortly so we can uh, meet up with, uh, with what's going on in the coming season. But today, the first, joy, first glorious, the first luminous mystery, the baptism of Jesus. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. Forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. O oh, my Jesus, forgive us our sins, save us from the fires of hell, lead all souls to heaven, especially those in most need of thy mercy. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, amen. 
My friends, bless you. Thanks for being present with me as we break open God's word, as we begin this journey in this new year, um, lamenting, crying out to our God, and praising and thanking God for God's presence in our life and in our world. Be well, my friends, and God's peace.